Fedheads. Welcome to another episode of Cigar Chat. I'm your host, John, the Cigar Surgeon. Cigar Chat is broadcast around the world and picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Thanks to all our listeners tuned in live right now at YouTube.com and, of course, all our Facebook Live listeners. Technology still, still seems to be working, no issues. And, of course, all our Fedheads over at CigarFederation.com getting their questions in via chat, via the Cigar Chat page. Uh, thank you, everyone, for putting in your questions. You can also question, put your questions in on Facebook. We appreciate that. And of course, we have not forgotten about all our podcast listeners. We know you guys are out there in droves, checking in from countries all over the world. Thanks very much for your support. Make sure to subscribe. Check it out. I am joined, as always, by my guest co-host, Trippy Trent. Trippy, what's going on tonight, brother? Hey, hey. It's a little cooler here than it was yesterday. I was saying yesterday it was really nice. We were both in t-shirts, and then now it's down to 50 here. But, you know, that's how things go in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, is, is there's got to be some sort of irony or, you know, inherent amusement that the Canadian is sitting out in a shirt and the guy in the States is is sitting in the cold. I mean, there's, I gotta, yeah. you know, I gotta get that dig in there because, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But, uh, uh, of course, we are joined by our special guest tonight, Mo. Mo, what's going on, guys? brother? Not much. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks very much for being on. We appreciate it. So uh, maybe we'll just, we'll kind of hop right in and uh give our, our audience a little bit of background first of all because you, you're wearing a couple hats figuratively not literally but figuratively you're wearing a couple hats and uh maybe kind of start out with your brand and give our audience a little bit of background on on what your brand is and uh and and you know what the portfolio is okay yeah um so it's it's funny because um you know things happen in life that uh you know it takes twists and turns and you never really know where it's going to go. So, you know, I graduate college and I go into, you know, I'm a CPA by education. So going to like consulting and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and that was cool, but you know, there was something missing and I'm like, okay, you know, uh, Chicago is where I'm from. So we're a big trading place, um, in the commodity market. So I'm like, all right, you know, we'll try that. And, um, but there was still something missing and cigars, uh, kept drawing me in, you know, it was just something that, that really fascinated me beyond just, I like to smoke, you know? So, um, I started this process, um, about two years ago and, um, it takes, uh, sorry, a little bit of noise in the background. Um, but you know, it's taken, um, some time to get going. And, um, so, <laughs> sorry about that. And, uh, so, um, it took some time and, uh, here we are. And, it's um, it's humbling, man. I I can't even tell you like it, it's you look back on things and you're like, OK, so what how did it lead to this? And so I go and I start managing a shop and I look at the customers and I and I want to learn customers. I want to learn customer preferences, um, what draws certain consumers to different cigar brands and different cigars. And to me, that that gave me the knowledge base. Um, that helped create these blends, that helped create this brand, if that makes sense. So ultimately what I want Patina to be is a brand that guys look at as being high quality and doesn't break their bank account. Because let's face it, the majority of cigar smokers have a budget and every dollar they spend is something they've worked for. And um, you always wanna maximize your consumer's money and I really feel like when people smoke these cigars, they're going to feel like their money's maximized. And um, it's a unique smoking experience. Well, it's, it's funny that you say you're, uh, you've got a CPA background because it seems like 
the, the categories for everyone in the industry, it seems like the minimum requirement for being in the industry is that you're a CPA, you're a lawyer, or you're a musician. And if you're not one of those three categories, it seems like you just, you, or, or, you know, your last name is Lopez Sanchez, or, you know, you're born into a family. Right. There's just, there's no way that you can break into the cigar industry. There's just no way. You know, it's funny because, um, so funny story about when I, so the whole Mombacho thing, how that happened was, so Claudio and Cam are like, man, we don't really make cigars for people. It's just not what we do. Um, and so I was kind of like, whatever. And then, so, and, and Cam's one of the owners of Mombacho. And he says, and you guys have met Cam, I believe. You betcha. And uh, Cam's like, well, what's your background, man? Like, what do you, and as soon as I told him, C- like, I always wondered when my CPA would come in handy. Cause I'm like, man, I'm not really sure if I like this stuff. So when I told Cam I was a CPA, he's like, oh, really? So you understand business? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, so that kind of like that actually, that was the one time that helped me, you know, other times you tell people, oh, you must be boring. So, <laughs> well, you know, I think like, again, because there is such a diverse background in the cigar industry, I don't think to throw any brands under the market, under the bus, but uh, a lot of people get into the industry and don't have any kind of business background. They have a passion for cigars. And I think, you know, from my perspective, I've got a lot of business background. I think, boy, that's good that's got to be a really tough path to change because, you know, to me, learning business is something you can do with school, but you know, the, the pathway that you've taken, um, with learning, you know, learning the customer service perspective. I mean, that's, that's something that you kind of have to, you have to grind that out. Like, it's just not something that you can read a textbook on. You have to, you have to live it. You have to experience it. Absolutely. You know, dude, I'll be honest with you. I took a significant pay cut to work retail, you know, mm-hmm. leaving, uh, <laughs> my job and you and me both brother you and me both. right so you know and that's how important it was for me to uh learn this stuff before i dove in and i think that it helps um not only myself but building the mombacho brand as well and um it's you know somebody asked me hey what do you think is a pathway if somebody wants to either own a store or become a, a a rep or something like that and to me it all starts in retail and um, working in the shops and understanding people, because ultimately this is a people business. Absolutely. And um, you got to be able to relate to people. People got to be able to relate to you, man. It's that, it's that simple. So. Yeah, I think I've been asked the question a few times in, you know, we've been doing uh, IPCPR coverage. I've, I've had a couple of manufacturers kind of wax poetic with me. And I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I do believe that cigars, it's not a product. It's not, it isn't a commodity. You know, it is very much a lifestyle. It's a culture. And I think if you, if you approach it from just a perspective of, you know, X product at X dollars or Y dollars, uh, you're not going to do well in the industry. At least you're not going to have a huge following in the industry because, um, you're just, you're not going to resonate with your, with your customer base at all. Dude. I mean, yeah, absolutely. If you go into this purely for money, you're in the wrong business. Go, go learn. Go learn something else. You know, or go do something else. This is about passion, and um, I hope every time somebody smokes a patina or uh, even a mombacho, they feel the passion that we put into our cigars. You know, and so um, you know that retail experience. Like, so we're gonna go on to answer your question. Um, be, you know, mombacho said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna do this. Well, why don't you take our brand on the road with you?" you know, and, um, and see what happens. And so I'm like, so let me get this straight. You want me to sell both brands? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, to be, to be able to work with Claudio, um, in learning from him 
is uh, truly an honor. Uh, to me, he, you know, the lineage that he comes from, from Davidoff and all that, and um, and being able to share that knowledge with me, and um, man, it's humbling. I, it really is. I don't really know how else to put it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just very lucky. So. so how did, I mean, how did that meeting with Cam go in the sense, like, how did you come across Cam? How, how did you kind of, cause I know, you know, I'm a Canadian. So for us, the Mombacho brand <laughs> has been in Canada for a long time and, right. you know, not to in any way down talk Mombacho. It's just that the, uh, there's a lot of Americans that aren't aware of the brand, sadly, cause it's a fantastic brand. But right. I know that the, you know, I talk about Mombacho with an American and, they don't necessarily know the brand because it hasn't been in the stores there like it has been up here. Right. You know, it's funny you say that um, because we talked a little bit about this before we started the show. And uh, it's very it's it's not easy to to come in with a smaller brand and try to get shelf space. So, right. As a retailer, shelf space is so valuable. Absolutely. You know, and, and like we mm-hmm. talked about that money sitting on, or that those boxes of cigars sitting on your shelf or in your inventory, that's dead cash flow. Right. So you're going to want to maximize your cash flow by getting products that move. And so when we go into stores, you know, it's it's getting that word out as a smaller brand, as as um, selling the story. So people understand that um, what differentiates us, in my opinion, um, you know, and uh, that's what it's about. So that that's kind of like basically what I think got them is I said, I've left my career for this and I've put it all on the line. And when I told them that, um, it seemed to really resonate. And, um, the opportunity I think is when is that that's when the opportunity opened. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. And you know, now I have a, a interesting perspective on the market being in the industry from the retail perspective. I mean, you're absolutely right. You don't go into any humidor anywhere in the United States and go into and find an empty spot. There's no such thing as an empty spot. You essentially have to carve that spot out and you have to do that through perseverance and through, you know, in your case, you know, you told your story and you know, you're, you're kind of putting it all your heart on your sleeve and saying, look, this is, this is, this is me. This is my brand. This is everything I've got. Dude, this, yeah, this is it, man. I mean, this is like, this is like putting my, uh, putting my, you know, what on the chopping block. (laughs) I mean, it really is. And, uh, you know, and I don't feel like getting castrated. So, uh, I hope this, you know, we're going to try our best to make this work. And so uh, I truly believe in it and that's why I'm doing it. And, um, I believe in the team we have assembled and the people who broker our brands. And, um, and I believe the consumers are going to enjoy smoking the cigars. So before we kind of talk about your brand, the Patina Cigars, can, yeah. can we maybe address, cause there was a, a big announcement today, big presser, uh, yeah. I don't think it's an elephant in the room, but I think it's an interesting timing. So maybe we can talk about that because it's so prescient about the, the show right now. About the which one? Just t- talk about the announcement. Talk about the details. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, so it's funny. You guys actually had our distributor on last week, which was Andrew. Yep. And I'll give you a good story about Andrew. And if anybody was ever looking for a distributor, import or whatever, um, that guy is top notch. It's unbelievable. I needed my samples to be able to travel on the road. And for some reason or not, you know, some things happened, a mix up. He had his guy fly to Chicago with the boxes of my samples that I met at O'Hare airport to get from him. And he flew right back to Dallas. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That's some customer service. That is some customer service. Andrew Wood is the real deal. Tobacco's Mundial is the real deal. So 
when you guys had him on last week, I mean, for all the guys who listened or watched, that guy is the real deal. He is um, not only a great great at what he does, he uh, is a wealth of information when it comes to the FDA, and he's done yeah. a great job guiding us. Um, so I wanted to make sure to mention that. Uh, additionally, uh, so with that said, he has started. We have started to ship to retailers. Um, I am absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to say shocked. That may be not the right word. Um, and I don't want to keep using the word humbled, but um, I think I think hum- I don't think there's anything wrong with humbled. I'm humbled by the amount of pre-sales we made. You know, um, to sell the amount of cigars we sold before them hitting the market um, was pretty unbelievable, and. Um, we had people buying them that didn't even try them, to be honest with you. So um, those shipped out to retailers uh, yesterday, today. So hopefully they'll be hitting those stores um, within the next couple of days. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, you, you you talk about Andrew's experience with flying the cigars to O'Hare Airport. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of a guy who... Uh, he doesn't see problems. He just sees solutions. And, it, uh-huh. you know, it, it sounds a little cliche, but I think especially in this cigar market, which is, you know, again, we're talking about a pretty saturated market. If you want to make yourself stand out in a market, you need to be that guy that's finding solutions and not looking at problems because who else would have gotten on a plane with cigars and flown yeah. out? Like, I, I, I don't know really anybody off the top of my head that would do that. No. And I mean, uh, that's a testament to him and his team. You know, they do... Uh... They do some great stuff, man. And that's not the first time he's done that, um, where we needed something and, and he delivered. So uh, he's he's top notch, man. We're lucky. Nice. Just want to remind our audience, you are tuned in to Cigar Chat, broadcast live, picked up in the Armed Forces Radio Network and, of course, CigarFederation.com, which is where our show is housed. You can tune in to CigarFederation.com or you can go to our other channels at YouTube.com and, of course, Facebook Live. We can get your questions in for Mo. Please do so. We love questions, especially audience questions. Please stay tuned for a message from our sponsor. Sharing Our Pairings is brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage featuring a Rosado, Ecuador, and Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Dominican, Pennsylvanian, and Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Gurkha's blending team at American Caribbean Cigars, it is hand-rolled Nicaragua and available in 35-count boxes. Talk to your local B&M about the Heritage today, or talk to them about other fine Gurkha cigars. Whatever your taste preference is, Gurkha has a cigar that's right for you. You are tuned in to Cigar Chat. We are here with our special guest, Mo of Patina Cigars. And Mo is just regaling some stories of uh, how one of his how one of his support guys came through in spades. And I kind of want to shift gears, Mo. Um, you know, I know that we've got a lot of cigar geeks tuning into the show. <laughs> and, we're, you know, I'm sure they want to know about you as a person. But you know they want to know about the cigars. So let's yeah. get right into it. Let's talk about your cigar. Let's talk about your profile. Let's talk about what your, you know, what yeah. your philosophy is. Let's awesome. get into it. Yeah. So uh, I always I always say, and whether it's right or wrong, um, to me, the cigar market is broken up into two people. Uh, cigar smokers, like you're describing, guys who smoke cigars, right? So that's going to be like your guy that might dabble in cigars once in a while, doesn't necessarily have um, a specific go-to, just kind of smokes whatever. Um, and so when we blended these, I wanted to appeal to the guy that loves complexity, flavor, um, and didn't want to, um, you know, break the bank. And um, to me, that's very important. I want the cigars to be accessible to everybody. 
and I want people to be able to enjoy them without thinking twice about it. Or, you know, um, I can't tell you how many times working in retail, guys would come in and say, oh, man, I hope my wife doesn't see this or I hope my wife doesn't. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I don't want I don't want Patina to be the cause of any uh, marital disputes. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's kind of that. But um, so with the um, Connecticut, uh, my hashtag that I've been using is Connecticut with balls. And the uh, reason is, is um, we wanted to create a Connecticut that appealed to not only um, a Connecticut smoker, but somebody who doesn't normally smoke Connecticut's. And to me, that's the biggest compliment for a cigar. When you can grab into other profiles and have them smoke your cigar and enjoy it. So when you can give a full, a typical full-bodied smoker your cigar and he's going to enjoy it and you give a guy who smokes normally mild stuff and he enjoys it, um, that's when you know you're on the right track. So when I was testing these blinds, I was giving them to guys who smoke David off and I was giving them to guys who smoke like Tatawahe or my father, because to me, those are more full body, right? So, um, so we started with an Ecuadorian, uh, Connecticut on the Connecticut. Um, and then we use fillers from, uh, Nicaragua, uh, sorry, Estela, <laughs> um, just let that ring. Uh, Esteli and um, in Jalapa and also from Pennsylvania. So um, it was kind of nice to be able to use some U.S. tobacco. And that was important, too, because that's where we're from. Right. So or at least where I'm from. And, roots, uh, yep. Yeah. You know, it was cool to be able to use some American tobacco. Um, so and then for the Abano, uh, you know, I wanted I didn't want an Abano that knocked you on your butt. I wanted something that was going to give you some power, but also some complexity and full flavor. So I wanted to achieve when people, I think sometimes uh, people will confuse strength and complex or uh, flavor, right? Absolutely. They'll say, oh, I like oh, yeah. strong, strong cigars. Well, I think what most guys mean is they like full flavored cigars. So we were trying to achieve that full flavor without an overwhelming amount of strength. And um, being able to appeal to those guys um, through full flavor. And so um, that's what I think the profile is. It's a complex cigar. Um, so that's uh, similar tobaccos. Uh, we use different ratios. And then that's an Ecuadorian Habano that's, uh, that's over it. Now, I just want to interject for a quick second and say uh, Ecuadorian Habano is currently my favorite wrapper. So <laughs> you, you kind of already have me won over when you say Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. I mean, that's, that's already going to get in my rotation just just from there so it's not Lil Wayne I have a question uh how did you what got you interested in having your cigar made by Bombacho when they're a company that everybody knows they don't make house blends or anything they don't make cigars for anybody but themselves yeah so that's what made you go ask that question um you just hit it on the head just that it was exclusive and you love their cigars absolutely and Claudio oh of course you know dude you got a guy that learned blending and cigars from Henke Kellner. That's like learning martial arts from Bruce Lee. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, yep. let's be real here, right? And so, okay, I get to work with Claudio, and they don't make cigars for anybody else. You got to take that shot, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a, when, I, when I was growing up, Michael Jordan had a commercial. Uh, it was like, I've missed X number of shots in my life, and I've made whatever. And he's like, that's why I succeed. You, you're going to miss all the shots you don't take. And so, um, man, just being like a former trader, uh, I was like, screw it. I'm going for it. You know, and if I lose, I lose. If 
if I win, I win big because these guys are awesome. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So so back to the profile. So we've got Connecticut, we've got Ecuador and Habano. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Ecuador and Habano. I'm all what, what what do you got? What do you what do you got? What do you got for a filler? I mean, can you talk? Can you romance it up? Can you yeah. can you sex yeah, I mean, it up a little bit? Same fillers, Esteli, Jalapa, um, in Pennsylvania, different ratios. So each, I think one of the things that, so it was important to me that each Vitola uh, smoked differently. And what I mean by that is there was different points you wanted to accentuate with each size, right? Makes sense. So you're going to find um, like the Corona Gorda is going to be a little bit stronger, whereas the um, Toro will be a little bit smoother, complex. Um, the Double Toro is probably your smoothest one. And then the, uh, the Robusto is your, 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 you know, your uh, kind of middle ground between the Toro and the Corona Gorda. So flavor without the strength of a Corona Gorda, but a little bit more probably uh, full flavor than the uh, Toro. Okay. And so the people that have smoked it, you know, I'm not a big flavor guy because I think to me that's such a subjective thing of what you pick up from a cigar. But um, the notes that I've heard a lot are, uh, you know, a cocoa, um, and like a citrus, um, like a fruity flavor to it. So it's kind of interesting in that sense that um, it, to me, that cigar has what I call a depth of flavor. So you're going to get your initial flavor and then you're going to get like this undertone on it. And then especially on the retrohale, for guys who retrohale their cigars, you're going to really unlock that complexity in that cigar. Nice. All right. So... Um, is that, uh, and not to sort of downplay the portfolio, but I just want to make sure that's, so that's what we're launching with initially the portfolio. We've got Connecticut, we've got Habano. Correct. And a broadleaf coming out. And a broadleaf coming Ooh. out. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Is that, that, that's, uh, I assume something we're looking forward to at the IPCPR. Is that correct? Um, that's a good question. Claudio and I have talked about that quite a bit. Um, and I think I'm going to save it. Okay. okay I'm going to wait probably next year. Now I've been uh, talking your ear off, Trippy. Uh, you got any questions? You got any audience questions queued up? I know we've got a uh, lot of audience listening. Oh uh, yeah, we there's a lot of chatter going on on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot of questions, but we got one from Adam Powers, which is, "What has been the biggest challenge for you getting Patina together and off <laughs> the ground?" So, former of uh, Casa de Puro, Adam is a young guy who's getting into cigars and watching uh, or being witness to his journey has been an absolute pleasure. And so uh, just seeing him kind of grow in that thing. So it's been pretty cool. So to answer Adam's question, um, the hardest thing is uh, patience. No doubt about it. (laughs) Patience. Um, And not only that, but, and Claudio could attest to this too. I think I drove him crazy as we worked (laughs) on things. Like like me, I mean, I think one day he was going to kill me, but... (laughs) Um, perfection, perfection. I mean, you know, you're putting your name on something, things have to be perfect, in my opinion, um, to the extent that we can, right? I mean, all the profiles might be a little bit different, but um, in my opinion, I wanted the cigars to be perfect based on what I like. So uh, um, that's definitely the hardest thing, patience and, uh, and really just perseverance and working through hiccups, you know, and understanding that you're working with a Central American country too, right? So we're used to, we're accustomed to doing business a certain way in the United States. Yeah. Not everybody does business that way, you know? Oh yeah. They got Nika time uh, down there. Nika time. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a different, a different definition of urgency. There's a different definition for, for some of those things. So 
um, being aware of, of those things and, and trying not to uh, let them deter you or discourage you, you know? So, so, nice. so um, but yeah, man, it's like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's like we talked about Yeah. Which is, uh, do your cigars age for six months like Mombachos do? Or uh, are you getting those out a little faster? A little bit faster. Okay. A little bit faster. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's funny to hear you talk about perfection, and I can I can definitely see, and because Claudio, if you know, if I was going to come out with a word to describe Claudio, there's no question that perfectionist is that word because if you've been through the process, you've watched the cigar making process at the factory, you've seen all the little things that he focuses, and I mean like crazy little things. And he I'm not going to give sleep on every detail. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's, it's like a car factory in there. It's like the Ferrari factory. Yeah, it, that's you, you know, know what? That's probably that's a good. A, that's a great. That's a great analogy. It is like the Ferrari factory. I mean, it really is. It really is. Crazy. The problem yeah. is when you get two perfectionists together. You know, <laughs> it can get a little <laughs> heated. <laughs> oh man, he he's the best man, and um, he he always pushes me to be better. So um, that's all you could ask for from somebody you look up to. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's it, it's kind of like what we talked about um, a little bit earlier is just being a smaller brand and, and trying to, to get your footprint in something as vast as the cigar industry. I mean, every time you step in a humidor, you see all the cigars that are available, right? And so um, not being intimidated by that, that's important too, in my opinion, is uh, believing in yourself and believing in your brand that, that you could get that shelf space. That's important. So. Absolutely. Trippy, we got time for another question here before our uh, second break. Uh, any any follow-ups on Facebook there? Yes, we've got a question from Steve Christopher on Facebook. Uh, are they available online or B&M only? Um, they will, will they be, rather? They'll be available, I mean, for the shops that have, um, you know, online stores. Um, CDM.com, which is Casa de Monte Cristo Chicago, will have them online. Um, I don't know if any of the other retailers will. But other than that, yeah, there'll be B&Ms. Okay. How many shops are they shipping to right now? We ask all the hard questions here in Cigar Chat, yeah. so get ready. I, I think <laughs> eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I've got, I've got some good questions queued up for you uh, regarding <laughs> Chicago, so I'm going to get to those. But first, I'm going to take a quick break here. Remind our audience, they are tuned into Cigar Chat broadcast live around the world. I am your host, John the Cigar Surgeon, joined by my co-host, Trippy Trend. We're here with Mo of Patina Cigars. Talking cigars, talking mambacho, talking everything. Thanks to all our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners out there. You guys are uh, built to do things we are not built to do, and we appreciate you out there protecting our freedoms wherever you're stationed in the world. Thanks to all our podcast listeners. This segment is brought to you by Cigar Oasis. They are the market leaders and innovators in electronic humidification. If your cigars aren't protected by a Cigar Oasis product, are they really protected? Make sure you set it and forget it today. Find out more about Cigar Oasis products at CigarOasis.com. Check it out. I know I use Cigar Oasis. And Trippy, I think you use Cigar Oasis too, don't you, brother? I sure do. I got a Magna. <laughs> I've actually got a Magna and a Plus. The Plus I don't have a humidor for right now. I like I like that Magna with those water beads. You know, that's uh, that's kind of my jam, digging those yeah. water beads. Yeah, it makes it uh, just so easy. You just dump yeah, water mean, in there every couple weeks and... As soon as the beads go down in uh, in size, you know you immediately know you need to add water. It's uh, it's kind of a piece of cake. Yeah, they make it easy. So Mo, yes, sir. talking about Chicago because yes, I've been sir. to Chicago once. Okay, fantastic, beautiful city, great food. We could talk food for an hour, but we're not here to talk about food. Uh, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> maybe in the after dark, 
Uh, how important was it for you to sort of represent the cigar lifestyle and culture of Chicago within your brand? Like, like, is that a consideration for you when you're going into this? Man, <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Um, representing my city is very important to me. Being a good representative of my city is very important to me. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the news we see out of Chicago is negative. You know, we see the murders, we see whatever. And people don't realize that it's such a beautiful city that has a lot to offer culturally um, and in so many other ways. Um, so, you know, and that's not to take away from some of the other guys that are that are based out of Chicago. I have nothing but great respect for them and um, their cigars are, are fantastic. But certainly I want to put Chicago on the map when it comes to cigars. No doubt about it. I mean, out of all the places I've been. Chicago really has a pretty rich cigar culture, right? Mm. For a, a for a you know a big city in the U.S., there mm. are a lot of uh, just gorgeous cigar shops there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there really is. I mean, you have Up Down, you have Jack Schwartz, which is legendary. Up Down's legendary. Iwan Reese is legendary. Um, Iwan Reese, I think, isn't that the oldest cigar shop or one of? I want to say it's got to be either the oldest or one of, like, yeah. like second oldest in the city. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you're talking a very rich history of uh, cigars here, especially with retailers. And then obviously Casa de Monte Cristo, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, so many guys that just really do such a great job. And um, and uh, hopefully, you know, if Patina gets bigger, it's going to highlight some of those retailers, because if this if the city, you know, the shops in the city get behind it, you know, then, you know, you bring light to those shops as well. So that's the hope. Nice. Trippy, we got uh, lots of time for audience questions. What else we got on the uh, Facebooks and CigarFederation.com? Well, there's a little bit of talk about a pepper mill. I'm thinking that's some kind of inside joke that you've got. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, ignorant, and I won't address that. That's right. one. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's probably not for uh, this, but uh, that Someone's is trying fun. to stir the pot. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. But no, I'm not going to address that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Benjamin Sider from Cigar King wants to know if you're still drinking Dr. Pepper with your cigars. Oh, man. You know, so in an effort to uh, lose weight, right, uh, without sounding really dorky right now, um, you know, I so there are two things I used to, So, okay, let's backtrack. Um, we got I a don't story. Drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. So I have to find other stuff to pair my cigars with. And so Dr. Pepper was always a favorite of mine. And, you know, like I always say, the cigar is like the 24th flavor. But, um, you know, Dr. Pepper really goes well with like Escuros or Maduros and things like that. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. So um, it's really, really good uh, pairing. Um, one of my favorite pairings, which people always used to laugh at, is I would drink protein shakes after my workouts while having a cigar. There is no better time to smoke than after the gym. I'm telling you guys, go work out, then have a cigar. It is an absolutely amazing experience. Um, so people used to laugh at me about that. But uh, I don't drink as much Dr. Pepper. I don't really drink a lot of pop anymore. But, uh, yeah, that definitely is one of my favorites. I, uh, I'm in the same camp, Mo. Um, it, it, not in the uh, not drinking because, uh, you know, I drink professionally on sharing our pairings. But mm. uh, certainly a camp of, uh, of watching weight because, and you know, this is, we're probably going to get into a little PSA moment here, but you know, of, <laughs> of all the industries out there, I think everyone in the industry should be health conscientious, uh, because, you know, as, as an industry whole, we tend to be a little bit bigger than the average citizen. I think that kind of comes part of the lifestyle, 
Um, mm-hmm. and it's funny you should mention smoking after workout because, you know, I work out, I run, I work out. Uh, and I actually, I have people ask me all the time, they're like, well, how can you smoke cigars and work out? And I say, you know, after a really good workout or a run, it, it, it's fantastic to have a cigar. Like it doesn't affect my performance at all. Like in no Dude, way. it's the best. It's the best. And, and absolute best. We met that guy on, uh, Jared or no, uh, Trent. We, yeah. Trent. No, we met Marathon a guy, guy named Trent on a uh, cigar safari a couple oh, okay. months ago and he's a marathon runner. Yeah. And he says he gets the craziest looks when he finishes a marathon and he's lighting <laughs> up a cigar yeah. at the finish line. Oh dude. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's the best. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's uh smoking after a workout's awesome. Do it all the time. <laughs> I can't I can't say I've done any protein shake pairing, but uh I agree with you that Dr. Pepper because uh, I, I mean people really for pop, they kinda land in the either not Dr. Pepper or Dr. Pepper camp. There's nobody that like kinda likes it. They either love it or they hate it. Right. And uh I love it. But uh the other one that we used to pair all the time, uh root beer. It's kind of yeah. along the same lines. Sure. Yeah. Root beer is uh, a good choice. Um, Red Bull used to be really good, but I don't really drink that anymore either. Um, I will say about the protein shakes, I would always go chocolate and I would pair it with either a Connecticut Broadleaf. So like a Pete Johnson Connecticut Broadleaf, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, or a uh, San Andreas Maduro of some sort. You know, it would go really well with that. Yeah. Chocolate, chocolate. It's almost like hot chocolate. Yeah. You know, I can dig it. Coffee's always good, too. Yeah, we we talk about uh, on our pairing show not to get sidetracked, but we talk on our pairing show all the time. The coffee's almost like cheating at this point because you know coffee and cigars. Just I mean, there's no and really better pairing. Yeah, as is uh, Dr Pepper or root beer. Really, yeah, right. They're all cheating. They're all yeah. just too good with a cigar to you know think about. You're absolutely right, man. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So before we get into some more audience questions, Mo, I kind of want to look forward because we were talking in the green room before the show started yeah. about uh, IPCPR coming up. Um, yeah. We're always excited for the IPCPR, even though it's a lot of work for us and it's a lot of work for all the uh, manufacturers and retailers that attended. Um, so this is going to be, is this going to be your first IPCPR as a manufacturer? Correct. Yeah. Last year I went as a retailer. Um, but this year will be the first one on the other side of the table. <laughs> so. Totally different experience then. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. And you said you were sharing, uh, you, you got shared accommodations this, this time, this, this first show, correct? Yeah, so Patina Mombacho will be in the same booth. Yep. Nice. Very excited about that. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully people come see us. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of great people in the industry, but, um, these guys are special. And if you have an opportunity to meet, you know, Claudio or Cam or Marcus or uh, Matt, um, these are very special human beings that are great people. Um, and so as Cam would always say, you know, they're, they're beautiful. They're just beautiful people. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's uh, very lucky to be with them. Canadians, man, you can't hate them. They're beautiful people. Oh, great guys. <laughs> Absolutely great guys, man. I'm obviously a little biased. Um, getting back, getting getting back to your line for a quick second. Uh, do you have a an MSRP at all for the line? Can we can we because we were talking about yeah. price points? Maybe share that a little bit with our audience. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the Abano starts at eight ninety five for the Robusto, and it goes to twelve ninety five for the Double Toro. Uh, the Connecticut starts at nine ninety five for the Robusto, and uh, the uh, the Churchill and the uh, double Toro are twelve ninety five on the high end. So nice. 
eight to 13, nine to 13 bucks, I guess. And, and do you think you're going to ever, um, because you know, there's kind of two extremes in the market. You've got the Lancero geeks and I've heard yeah. um, manufacturers talk about it's, it's the best Vitola that doesn't sell. And then you've right. got yeah. Yeah. retailers hate Lancero. Yeah. Retailers hate Lancero. Cigar geeks love them. And it, you know, it's the reality yeah. of the market. Um, and then you've yeah. got the other spectrum, which is the cigar sizes that sell, which is your, you know, your, your double Toros, your Robusto extras, your Robusto, your Gordos, um, or larger, um, which, you know, is just kind of a reality of the market. Do you see yourself right. playing in either end of that spectrum as you, as you expand your portfolio? Okay. So it's funny you say that, um, you guys saw that Davidoff came out with those 660s or the 60 ring gauges the yes. other day. Mm-hmm. And man, that surprised the heck out of me. Yep. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, the, the 60 ring gauge is really here to stay mm-hmm. uh, when I saw that. Um, truthfully, uh, I am very opposed to the 60 ring gauge to make it. Um, I don't, I'm a big believer in making stuff that I like and that I would smoke myself just as if when a, cu- a customer would come into the store, I would learn their profile and within those profiles recommend the cigars that I would smoke myself, if that makes sense. Um, so to me, 56 was the biggest ring gauge we went. The Double Toro is a 56 gauge. Um, and then the rest are uh, 52. So, um, and then the 46 Corona Gorda. But Corona Gorda is my favorite size, like a 46 gauge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, like Illusioni, I mean, he does that really well, like those. Um, and so, uh, yeah, man, that was just, so I don't see myself veering off too much from where we're at today okay. in terms of the sizes. And then the Churchill's a 749, um, and the Robusto's 552, and the Toro's 652. Okay. So I'll, I'll let Trippy have another shot at the uh, questions here, but before we do, a uh, quick question for you. So if, if you know, you've got the retail experience. If you're yeah. handing someone a patina cigar, either in the uh, Ecuador and Connecticut or the Ecuador and Habano, mm-hmm. what size are you going to gravitate towards <laughs> for recommendation? You knew I, you knew I was going to ask that. Oh, dude, yeah, I knew you were going to ask that. That was actually the next audience question as well. Was it really? Okay, uh, man, you guys are brutal. We've been so taking it like easy kids, right? thus far. <laughs> they're out. They're like kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> Each one brings a little something to the table, but you love them all the same. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. Enough. That's that's uh, a very strategic no, answer. Yeah. Being, you know what, man? Being straight up is very important to me. I don't like to BS, so I'm going to be real with you on it, right? My favorite, personally, on the Connecticut, is the Churchill, and I am not a Churchill guy. Okay. So that's my favorite toll on that, and um, on the uh, on the. It's the Corona Gorda on the uh, on the Abano, okay. or the Robusto, one of those two. Okay, so. fantastic. Trippy, who was just at a so we give some props and some love out there. Who was the audience member who uh, who was asking about that the sizes? Well, Facebook is uh, giving me some trouble with the whole scrolling thing. Copy that. But I believe that was uh, I don't remember his name. You said he was a oh there it is Adam Adam Power. Adam Power. He likes that. He, he he's trying to bust you up a little bit. I think. Oh man, I'll tell you what, these guys around here are good at that. You know, I think they started the question if the cigars were even real after a while. <laughs> One of these things coming. I'm like, relax, take it easy. They're coming. All right, back at the audience questions, Trippy. What do we got queued up from Facebook uh, or cigarfederation.com? We don't have any more questions, but we've got a lot of shout outs and comments. Uh, <laughs> we got we got Rob watching, our old buddy Rob. We who? have somebody watching from Rob who? Yeah. Rob who? So, 
he used to do some sort of cigar shows. I don't know. Robbie Raz, baby. Yeah. And then we have F.A. Bay, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, watching from Brazil. Wow. Hi. Shout out to Brazil. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. Very nice. So getting back to the um, process, because, and you know, I'm going to start asking these, these hard questions now because we got you all warmed up. And uh, <laughs> have, having been to Granada, which is now becoming quickly my second home, and uh, yeah. spending more, than, uh, more, more time with Claudio than my fiance at this point, um, yeah. you know, maybe talk a little bit about that creative process with Claudio because, you know, we're talking about being perfectionists and, and, yeah. and the challenges with that. So maybe talk a little bit about the creative process from, you know, taking it from concept to execution, what that was like. Sure. Um, you know, it was funny because uh, so Claudio is what I call a minimalist in the sense that he doesn't like to use a ton of different tobaccos in his blends in, in general. And I'm cool. I like that, too, because to me, you want to maximize um, what you're using and bring out as much from it as you can. Right. And bring it out in a different way that maybe it hasn't necessarily been done before. And so that was important. Um so funny, we, we tried some Brazilian tobacco at first uh, in the filler, and that uh, that backfired like an old car, man. That was <laughs> that was not good. Um, so you know, it took um, the broadleaf was the hardest, no doubt about it. Um, but uh, the Connecticut was fairly straightforward. We knew, you know, I knew I, it was. We wanted to use some U.S. tobacco just because, again, being from the U.S. and things like that, and um, and then we wanted to highlight Nicaragua as well. Because this is the first time that Mombacho has done uh, non-Nicaraguan puros. Mm -hmm. So um, we still want to stay true to the Nicaraguan aspect, um, even though we're using uh, the Ecuadorian wrappers and, um, and Pennsylvania filler. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh... So it was one thing to nail the blend, right? Like in one size, and then trying to do that or three other sizes. Yeah. So, um, you know, that that took even more work, really, than the initial blend itself, was getting it right in the other sizes. So we, we based everything off the Toro size. Okay. Well, we, we're going to talk, because uh, Trippy and I have some inside knowledge about the Connecticut from our recent trip to Nicaragua. We're going to talk about yeah. that in just a second. But I do want to take a moment to remind our audience that you are tuned in to Scar Chat Broadcast live around the world and picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We are broadcast live on YouTube, broadcast live on Facebook, and of course, all our podcast listeners out there in droves. Thanks for listening wherever you are in the world and subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate the love, appreciate all the questions and the feedback. Trippy, this last segment is brought to us by who? Drew Estate. They good. And <laughs> if you go on Cigar Feder or uh, Cigar Safari, you can get a sweet hat painted like this. I mean, that's really cute. Yeah, this is. I had them paint this for IPCPR. It's got like a little black mark here. I think they, it said Drew Estate, and Jesse saw it and was like, "No, we don't want any branding on that because that's his IPCPR hat." Yeah, that's cute, man. That's good. They do good stuff over that's there. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we can we can share some inside uh, knowledge now. It wasn't a professional review. Uh, but Trippy and I were down in Granada, and uh, we we can either confirm nor deny, but it's quite possible that we did smoke the Patina Connecticut. And uh, I have to say, uh, I can't speak for Trippy, but I can speak for myself and say it was a very good cigar. It was. I, uh, I really liked that cigar. Yeah, it was not at all what I expected, because you know people talk about Connecticut. You have a particular profile in your mind, grassy, hay, that kind of thing, and you know you still contain that that underneath creaminess that a Connecticut brings to the table, 
but it was it was it was a whole lot more than that. Yeah, thanks guys. I appreciate. It. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um, that that really means a lot to me. And your opinions. Uh, I mean, you guys know cigars, so thank you. I appreciate a little that. bit, a little bit. And, and Claudio didn't even tell us what it was. No, he like, didn't. He, he just said smoke this. Was like smoke it, and we start smoking yeah. it. And probably halfway through, he's like, "All right, what's the wrapper on that?" I was like, "Well, it's Connecticut." And then he said, "This is the new Patina Connecticut that's coming out." That's awesome. Yeah, I I'm did. Glad I, you did that. I I did identify it as Ecuadorian Connecticut because I think, um, to me, an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Ecuadorian wrappers actually in general smoke way different than Connecticut. Not not you know it's not a good thing, bad thing. It's just they have a very distinct profile. Um, and I'm frankly I'm kind of like I said I'm already, I'm already huge in the Ecuadorian Habano and Ecuadorian Connecticut shade. No brainer. No brainer yeah, at all. Man, yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. That's awesome. That's funny that they, I can imagine him doing that too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And of course, you know Claudio. He's not going to tell you squat. He's just going to say smoke this cigar. Tell me what you think. That's it. Yeah, no and then he'll give like nothing. that little yeah. laugh, like that, like <laughs> you know, like yeah. That's awesome. Trippy, what do we got going on for uh, audience questions, comments, feedback? Shoutouts. Uh, Br- Bretton Long would like to know how the characteristics of the U.S. tobacco is different. Um, I, I, I would specify and say. How is the uh, Pennsylvania that you're using in the patinas different from, you know, say, Nicaraguan tobacco? What made you choose that? Um, The Pennsylvania Lajero really is what gives the power to the Connecticut, you know, that that I think distinguishes the patina Connecticut from other ones. So um, it gives it that, uh, it's like a lot of guys use Pennsylvania wrappers, but to use it in the filler um, was just something different we wanted to try. You know, we're like, okay, it's U.S. You know, you're not going to really, to me, using a Connecticut is tough in the filler. I don't know. Um, but uh, the Pennsylvania just made sense. And it was like, why not try it? And I guess that is kind of like uh, what I what I like about Claudio is there's no such thing as, no, that doesn't work, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It's let's try it, you know? So we're like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And it ended up working. It just gave it that. That distinct, like, if you have a Nicaraguan Puro, like when you smoke, for example, Liga Maestro, you know that's Nicaraguan. Yeah. But when you smoke the Patina, you're going to be like, okay, there's Nicaraguan in here, but there's something else. And I think that's what, you know, we kind of wanted to do. And that's, I think, what it gives it, is that for the guys like you that could pick it up, you're going to pick up something a little bit different. You're going to know it's not 100% Nicaraguan. Because ultimately, you want to give guys something different, because... Like we talked about, there's a bunch of stuff on those shelves, right? And so um, you want to be able to give guys something a little bit different. Yeah, I can't yeah. speak. For, I can't speak for Trippy, but I I can say that uh, one of the things I always appreciate is you know if you can get the sense of a factory from a blend, like you you can get a sense of this comes from a macho, but right. it isn't like anything. You know, it's not a copycat. It's not a facsimile of anything else that Mabacho makes. This is a product that is outside of their portfolio. I always appreciate that. Definitely, man. And and look, I love Mombacho cigars, obviously. Um, <laughs> I better, right? <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we definitely wanted to create Patina its own identity. And that was important. And so um, that that more than anything, really, it wasn't really necessarily about the character. You know, obviously, it giving something different than a Nicaraguan filler, right? The Pennsylvania but more than anything, bringing something different to the table that Mombacho hadn't done. And that's what, that's what Patina is about, man. Just 
being different, giving, giving us a little bit more market reach to different areas maybe that we couldn't touch before. So that brings me to another audience question from Mike Corrali, which is, are there any new profiles that we can expect from Patina, like a, a particular tobacco that you would like to work with? Hmm, that's a good question. And you know, Claudio's crazy. He'll try anything. I know, dude. Well, oh, yeah. it's funny because, yeah, we were, talk- we were talking about that. Um, and we're like, oh, you want to try this? You want to try that? Um, so I, I, okay, so let's go back to Mo Retail. I was always <laughs> a big, um, I love Illusioni. Um, absolutely love those cigars. Um, I'm a David, I love David Off. Um, I like Tatawahe. Um, Tatawahe is great stuff. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of the inspiration, you know, came from Mombacho, Tatawahe, David Off, Illusioni, right? And so two things that I really like, I love Tatawahe Ecuadorian Sumatras, and I think they do a great job on that. And um, I really like uh, Illusioni Corojos. And so maybe one of those two in the future. It's trying to... Um, Snaganorsa Corojo. Yeah. We'll see. Tough, tough tobaccos, man. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, dude. I mean, it's like if there's, I don't know. Why not, right? Like we talked about, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, we've already, you know, we already missed terribly on the using the Brazilian stuff. So, I mean, what's, <laughs> you know, I mean, if we miss on this, you just go back to the drawing table. So, Fair enough. the drawing board, I should say. <laughs> so, so Mo, looking forward to the IPCPR, which really is right around the corner. What are some of the things you're kind of focused on or looking forward to at this year's show? Uh, and just meeting as many people as I could, you know, um, I, I carry such great respect for the guys that have been doing this. And, um, I hope to be able to sit down with some of the guys, not only, uh, from a manufacturer perspective, you know, to be able to learn from those guys and just see what they're doing and what they think of things but also being able to talk to shop owners and cigar media because you guys are the gateway to the consumer, right? Um, and your, your, your reach uh, is extremely important. Understanding what you guys are seeing and what you're hearing when you guys have, uh, you know, your, you know, your blog or what you're seeing on your, your website or whatever. Um, and then talking to retailers and seeing, Hey, what's moving? What are guys buying? What, you know, what are the trends they're seeing? Because a lot of, a lot of us um, tend to get tunnel vision sometimes, right? Our, our immediate reality, we project over everything else that becomes like ultimate reality. And not doing that is very important because each market is so different. The market in Texas is different than the market in Chicago, which is different than the market in California, which is different than the market in Florida. So being able to talk to uh, people from all over the country and understand what they're seeing, I think that's what I'm really looking forward to. Trippy, we got time for a couple more audience questions or questions if you've got queued them up. Um, drop them on us. Uh, John Maropoulos on Facebook wants to know, why is Mo looking so good? Man, <laughs> he's he likes it because I'm a Sox fan and he's a Sox fan, so <laughs> he just likes the hat. Oh, oh, it's a hat? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, man, al- allow me to take a minute here. Um, if I may, and just say that I was very blessed to to manage the store I managed uh, at Casa de Puro, which is in uh, Forest Park, Illinois. Um, I'm getting kind of choked up, so excuse me. Uh, 
the best guys ever. I was very, very lucky, and I miss those guys. And I know a lot of those questions are coming from those guys. So thank you for all the support. I miss you guys. Nice. So we'll be there soon. Now, I mean, I got I got to imagine, Mo, that coming from the retail end of the spectrum, that's got to arm you with a lot of that sort of culture and language that when you're at an IPCPR, you can switch gears from manufacturer mode into retail mode and talk Absolutely. talk shop, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Dude, John, that you hit it on the head, man. When when you're able to talk shelf space, when you're able to talk ordering patterns, when you're able to talk all these things with retailers, there's all of a sudden a comfort and an ability to relate. And to me, there's no way I could maximize my potential for success if I didn't have that experience. For me personally, I can't speak about everybody else. I mean, like you said, there are guys that grew up in this industry that grew up, they're, you know, manufacturing families, whatever. But for somebody like me, who's coming more or less really out of nowhere, um, that retail was, was my training ground and my, uh, it's crucial in my opinion, because it allows you to relate every, we talk, it's a people business relating to people, people feeling comfortable with you. That's, that's paramount. Two rapid fire questions. The first of do you uh, do you see yourself butting heads with Robbie Rass, given that you're a Sox fan and he is the ultimate Giants fan? Do you see any any future tension there at all? World Series, which for both teams is not likely to happen anytime soon. Um, I think we should be okay. okay. I'll, I'll be rooting for that Giants White Sox World Series just to see what happens at Mombacho. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I, I root for the wrong side of town. <laughs> so if I was and I'd be a lot more uh, excited right now. So, yeah, but it's where I grew up, man. So Nice. And on social media, Mo, where can people find you? Where can they find more information about Patina Cigars? Where would they go to find that information? Sure. Um, so we're going to have the website up soon. So that'll be patinacigars.com. Um, it's not fully functional yet. Um we, uh, I'm Patina Cigars on Instagram and, um, I'm Mo Sultan on, uh, on Facebook, which stems from the Sultans of Smoke, which was, uh, the blog that I co, uh, co-started with my buddy Drew. All right. So everybody go out there and follow Patina Cigars, follow them all on Facebook, hit them up, tag them, tag them on all the Patina Cigars you're smoking as you smoke them, you know, just blast them till he regrets not having a personal page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, I just, I want to thank you guys again for having me. I want to thank all the guys that uh, really stood behind me and believed in me and, uh, supported me. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's just a lot of dudes that were like, man, go get it. You know? So I don't forget about those guys and, you know, I want them to know that I appreciate them. Well, we really appreciate you being on Cigar Chat, Mo. Uh, we're obviously looking forward to not only spending some time with you at the IPCPR, smoking your cigars, but getting a chance <laughs> to have a one-on-one, uh, some video time to get a video up on CigarFederation.com, talk a little bit more about the brand while we're down there. And, of course, I'd be remiss to not mention the Mombacho Party, which is always epic. <laughs> you know, it, it lasts 12 months after the fact, so we're pretty excited mm-hmm. for that, too. No, man, I'm excited. I can't wait to uh, to see you guys out there, man. It's going to be fun. Thanks very much, brother. So all of our thank live listeners, go ahead. No, thank you. Appreciate it. So all of our live listeners who are tuned in, make sure to tune in in just one hour's time for the primetime live show with Will Cooper. He's got a special guest on tonight, which is going to be worth the price of admission. You don't want to miss that one. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Cigar Chat is friends of all the other podcasts that are out on the market, so make sure to tune in, subscribe. 
Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We'll have a sharing or pairing. We'll have a cigar chat. You can check that out on our events page at cigarfederation.com. All those shows are posted up. Make sure to subscribe, like, get your comments in, get your questions in for the shows. Thanks again to all our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners out there. We do know you guys are out there in droves. Wherever you're stationed in the world, thank you for protecting our freedoms. I hope you guys have a safe weekend. Maybe get a chance to smoke a cigar and in the future, smoke a patina cigar. Thanks and have a fantastic weekend. Thanks again, Mo. Thank you.